Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. <laughs> Funny thing is with working with you guys is I never know when you're joking, so I just assume you're always joking. And then when, so if, if there's reason for me to be offended, I'm just never offended. I just no, I'm serious. What are you talking about? We're I really going totally to execute serious. that game plan. That, yes. that game plan has been executed before with No, me. but not but, but, but to not that, that level. No. Yeah, see, so you see different level of key and I. Different level between what we it's got. It's more believable because we're two former athletes yes. that are on television and radio. In the moment that we're together and they're staring and looking and trying to figure you out, it's simple. You mean it's like who's the third guy? Yeah, like, I know him. Guy. I know him. Yeah, who's the, who's the third guy? Is who's he the, there? No. no. He's the owner. No, he's the owner he, of, the he's, agent that, of the new he, expansion team. You know, it's Alan, Alan, Alan Hahn. He used to, he, he was a Wall Street guy. He made a bunch of money and stuff yeah. like that. And then he went to Silicon Valley and he yeah. decided to buy the expansion baseball team yeah. in Sacramento. You didn't hear? Very similar to Tony Ressler, who owns the you know Atlanta Hawks. Like yeah. same kind of cut, same, same cloth. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a cool dude. Very we, discreet. You will never know. I mean, ten. Until they go to Google dollars. and they're like, "Oh no, he's just a scrub." No, like, well, that's, that's called late that. then. That's it's called late. misdirection. Yeah, he doesn't want late. you to know everything. Yeah, <laughs> he controls the internet. Yeah, he controls the internet. He yeah, yes. he's one yes. of those. He puts it out there. Yeah, he, he knows how to. Yeah, he also bought this popular. You know, newspaper to kind of, you know, he's yeah. one of those guys. He's one of us. He's a media guy, you know, buys into media. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Speaking of the Hawks ownership, I, I, I put this out there to Nick fans, and it's like, it's the funniest thing. So you remember the Go New York song? Yeah. That was uh, so Jesse Itzler wrote you, it. Yeah. Jesse Itzler wrote it. Who's Actually, the owner of the Hawks. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, yes. that's an iconic song for Nick fans who love that song. They refer to it in the 90s all the time. He wrote it, performed it. The Knicks bought it. And then from there, the NBA started giving Jesse opportunities to do more stuff for their NBA Boom. entertainment. He took it from there, went to what? What was it? Is it Mar- well, he Marquise owned Jets? with a guy named Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Dichter. They owned yeah. the Marquee Jets. Yeah. Which then, I mean, they had every athlete in oh, the world flying on Marquee Jets. He then found his wife, who is the CEO and founder of Spanx, which is like the most incredible story. And then that trended into them literally owning ATL. Spanx is in ATL, and then also owning. You know, piece of the Tremendous. Hawks. So now if you're a Knicks fan and you want to hear Go New York Go and you got to think that the guy who wrote it now owns the Hawks. It's you're just playing him weird, in the first round of the playoffs. It's a this is how it works out, But right? I, I love Jesse. And He's the I, best. And the, the fact that what he built, tremendous, uh, right? What a, what a great story that is all from a song. Wrote books, trained with Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done some incredible things. Yeah, man. no, ab- absolutely. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. No, I do not own uh, an expansion baseball team. But if <laughs> you guys want to, send, want to lend me some money, maybe. There's a lot of bids out there. You just haven't have closed yet. Yeah, you haven't closed. I'm, yeah. part, I'm part of the group. Yes. I'm part of, a, part of the ownership group. That's yeah. always the thing you you're can say. You're the principal of the ownership group. But you're the principal. I'm part of the ownership group. No, you're the principal. You're, you're principal. just looking for a face. I don't want to put it out there like that, though. Nobody needs to know my business. How yeah, you're much Mark I'm involved. Lord. Like you're going to find A-Rod, you know. And, and then right now, you like still doing this job <laughs> with us because it I don't gives have you to something do this. to do. You know, yeah. it's fun. It's Allows fun. you to manipulate what you want the news to be. That's how yeah, I Yeah, and it. he's always dreamt of being in a morning always show. Always thinking, man. Jay, that's like, that's next level thinking. I can mm-hmm. control the narrative. Well, Just like if I own the Celtics, but I want to control the narrative on Jason Tatum Ooh. and how we feel about we're doing yeah, this after again. a 50-point game. Well, we did it a couple hours ago. Again. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Different audience. Yeah. 50-point <laughs> game last night in a big spot. They win. They move on. Now they'll play the Nets in the first round and get ready for that. But just about him in general, there's been a, some, I guess, a rise, an uptick in criticism of him. He's 23, but he's been in the league, it feels like, long enough 
to feel like when is it going to be your team, JT? When is it going to be time for you to now become the face of the franchise and carry this team, which has struggled throughout the year, had a really had a down year. They went through a lot of stuff, yes. But it's starting to become that question about him is, is he that guy? And he addressed that criticism after the game. Um, I don't really get caught up in, you know, those who think I am a superstar and those, those that don't, you know, what does that really mean? I know that uh, my teammates, you know, I've, I've earned their respect. I've earned the respect of the guys that I play against um, and the coaches. And, you know, I believe myself, and that's that's all that matters. And as long as he really believed that, Allen, that's fantastic, man. That's great. He's got to believe that, though, right? Do you think he does? I think he does. I, I know that's the way I felt as a player. I felt that way. I was like, man, I could care less about – what is said, as long as my teammates respect me, the coaches understand me, respect me, and the dude that's writing my check that makes all the decisions yes. respect me. I don't care about what the outside noise is because I know what I do. Mm-hmm. I know I come to the field. I know I work my ass off in the offseason. I know what I do. So <clears throat> as long as he takes that approach, he doesn't have to pay attention and succumb to the negative people that are out there based on his inconsistent play. I just don't think it's succumbing to negative people. I think he came into the league into a winning situation. He didn't have to be a leader because he had vets around him. Yes. That's all been – I mean, that, that roster's been depleted. They're not a deep roster at all. You heard Woj say it earlier in the show as well. They've got to get more talent. But I think this might be the first bit of adversity that he truly faces in his career to the point where people are questioning him. And I actually think this could be a positive. But is it adversity? They're not going to beat the Nets. Who, well, no, no. Who, it's who? adversity because they were an underachieving team this year. So I think it's a good thing. Go into the offseason with a little bit of chip on your shoulder for the first time and say, you know what, all right, maybe i got to shut some people gotta, up. And then you come the into next year already. being that guy. Well, so, they're not going to beat the Nets, let's be honest. They haven't, they haven't closed the deal, but they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the past four years. He's dropped 60 this year, 50, 44, 53. He's had incredible games, averaged 26 points per game has been, you know, missed a part of the season due to COVID. Like, we've had a lot of people that miss games, like between Jalen Brown, who's injured, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, let the names go on and on and on, who've been out. Kimba has been in and out of lineup due to health. And let's talk about what the bench is. I mean, let's talk about Aaron Naismith, Taco Rookie. Fall, Carson Edwards, yep. Jabari Parker, who's trying to revamp. Trying to find okay? himself. Right? Yep, Tremont Waters. Like, that's your bench. Nice player, by the way. Is, is it very I, – I, I'm listening to you, Jay, and it, it brings me to something. Hear me out. Is it sort of kind of like what Seth, Steph is going through in Golden State where he's got to like – he has them in the play-in situation. Now, different because Boston, Way like more you said – in Boston around him. Yeah, so, the but they've been five. in and out. They've been yeah. in and out. Yeah, they've yeah. been hurt. They've been COVID. So it kind of is sort of to me where – the leader of the team, which now is Tatum, had to put the team on the back just to get him into the playoff team yes. uh, tournament. And, and Steph and these guys are fighting. I mean, we're going to see tonight how that plays out. But Boston did win the game last night. Yeah. He did drop 50 last night and to get the seventh seed. So I, I know it's not what Boston fans would have wanted. And I'm not saying that there are issues in Boston, right? Obviously, Danny Ainge stockpiled a lot of picks. You need to get a lot more talent to come off the bench. You mm-hmm. need to find out. I would build around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Kimball Walker's a big-time question. How does that work? Because when he's aggressive, they're a different team. He was aggressive in the first quarter last night, a different team. I'm not saying there are issues, but 
damn, how does the conversation turn quickly? Can, is Jason Tatum the answer? It, damn right he's the answer. Does he float sometimes? Yeah, but he's still, he's still 23 years old. It seems like to me that, that when you mentioned Kibble Walker and Danny Ainge, it's like Danny Ainge is still chasing the point guard. He's still chasing the point guard. All the way from Isaiah Thomas to Kyrie, now Kimball Walker. Like, he's chasing that point guard, and it seems like none of them have worked out at the level in which you would think when you got a Tatum in a Brown in a situation. Yeah, you thought they were going to carry it. You know, the, those two guys would be what you build around, and maybe, maybe you still do, but it's not a complete roster. They've got a lot of work to do. But I just felt like for a young player, Steph kind of went through this before they started winning championships. They trade Monte Ellis. The fans boo. And it's like, Steph, it's your team. It's time for you now to take that next step. They had to get Steve Kerr to go to that next step. But still, he had to go through it. A lot of stars have to go through it. And now it's Tatum's turn. Could that be Jason Kidd in Boston if it doesn't pan out with Brad Stevens? Mm, Potentially. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to be a guard coach, and here's the one thing I will say about the last list of guards they have had, they've all been like scoring combo-like guards. There's been nobody that makes it. Like, when's the last time Boston had a player that just made the game easy for everybody? Like, when's the last time, like, easy? <laughs> easy, like, oh, facilitator out there passing diamond Rajon things Rondo. Up. Okay. I was going to say Rondo. Okay. Yeah. Like, think about that for a a second. Like, everybody's like a combo score guard. Like, Kimba can go off for 30. Jalen can go off for 30. Evan Fournier is a good guy. Space out the floor. He can shoot. He can score. Jason Tatum's prolific score. Like, who's saying, like, I'm just going to get the game to everybody? Easy. That's what I'm saying. That the guard play, it it seems like to me, Danny Ainge is going after the same type of guards on a consistent. And then scoring guards. Yeah, Yeah. scoring guards on a consistent. Even with Isaiah Thomas, I go back. He going to fill it up for you. Then you get Kyrie in. Kyrie going to, you know, he going to do what he do. He going to be a wizard out there. Now you got this situation with Kimba, even though, you know, Kimba was brought there to probably try to facilitate, but he's a scoring machine. And everybody gets mad, like, well, they let go of Gordon Hayward. I'm like, I didn't see Gordon Hayward play last night in the playoff game, so I'm having another injury. Like, that, that starts a conversation about Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's been started, obviously, when that trade went down, right? Yeah. You were wondering about it. So, makes you think. It makes you think. Yeah, no, it's, Al it's Horford got paid a lot of money. What's going on with Al Horford? Yeah, but yeah, they do miss him. But you're they right about him. Hayward saying, about yes. the injury concern. ESPN Plus gives you live daily coverage of the PGA Championship from the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island this weekend, from May 20th through the 23rd. Stream the exclusive main feed each morning, featured groups every day, and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com/golf. What Spencer's got going for him tonight is truly fun to watch. He's done it! Spencer Turbos, the eighth no-hitter in Tigers history! What a night, what an effort. I don't really have words right now, but probably the best day, best night of my life. As we get into some baseball here, Nobody else we want to talk to than Buster Olney, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Buster, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Can you hear us? Oh, Buster? yeah, I can hear you. Oh, so, okay. I, I, I thought you were going to lead into your question. I, 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 I said good morning. Good I was, morning. Good I was to talk with you guys. hoping for a salutation back, but that's all right. I want to make sure you can hear us, first of all. But we have, we have I don't know, do we have a situation here when it comes to the no-hitters? I know we've talked about this before now it's five, uh, six really, if you consider Madison Bumgarner as well. 
Uh, as I read earlier, it's it's five is the most before June since 1917. We don't normally see this kind of pitching this early in the season. Is it a concern because we are all in that all or nothing when it comes to baseball home run strikeouts? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the home runs in the 1990s, where in the moment it felt great, but it was a symptom of a larger problem. And for Spencer Turnbull, how great. You know, the pride of Alabama, 28 years old to have this moment, tremendous. But this is a reflection of the absolute overpowering dominance of pitching in baseball right now. We have a record low batting average uh, across the league, record high strikeout rates. Day after day after day, you're having games filled with inaction, Uh, And when you get a no-hitter, that's great. But a lot of games, you get a lot of inaction without the no-hitters, and that is a concern for baseball. I want to play for you um, what Tony La Russa, the White Sox manager, said after what happened um, last night. Yerman Mercedes uh, swung at a 3-0 pitch in the ninth inning of a game where Chicago was up (laughs) 15-4, and La Russa had this reaction. He made a mistake. So, you know, there'll be a consequence that he has to – endure here uh, within our family. Uh, but, uh, you know, it won't happen again because, you know, Joe will be on the lookout and I will be too, and we'll go running in front of the pitcher. We have to. Now, he's not going to do that again. I, I heard he says something like, I played my game. But no, he doesn't. He plays the game of Major League Baseball that respects the game, respects the opponents, and that was not. And he's got to respect the signs. When he gets to take sign, he takes now, LaRusso was saying he was yelling, take, 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 because he said the way he, it looked at him, Mercedes looked like he was all ready to swing at that pitch, and he crushed it over the center field fence for a home run. And, and LaRusso's response seems to be more respect the game kind of thing, Buster. Yeah, and of course, later, Mercedes got thrown at by Tyler Duffy mm-hmm. of the Twins. Uh, look, this is the classic old school versus new school conversation. We're always having it around baseball. And there's nobody who comes from an old-school background more than our old friend Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, who a couple of years ago said to me, you know, I, I consider myself to be old-school, but when you really think about it, a lot of it's really stupid. <laughs> uh, you think about what the old-school hill that they're standing on, Tony LaRusso is standing on, it's okay to quit in the middle of a baseball game and put a position player on the mound lobbing 47-mile-per-hour fastballs. Uh, that's okay. And according to the old school, if the other team swings and counts in which you don't want, it's also okay to throw 90-plus mile-an-hour fastballs at opposing hitters. That's really stupid. And the current generation of players has figured that out. You're hearing that more and more. Last night, Trevor Bauer, Alex Wood of the Giants were among those tweeting about it. When Tony took over as manager of the White Sox, at the outset of spring training, after being away from that job for about a decade, he said, you know what, I'm going to go talk to my players. I'm going to learn from them. I think that's what he needs to do now. Go talk to Tim Anderson, your shortstop, who's one of the smartest people in the game, who reflects the current thinking uh, about how the sport is evolving. Uh, I think that's going to be really important for Tony as he moves forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the home run. Anyway, uh, Buster, the Angels are going to be without Mike Trout potentially uh, for two months. What does this do to base Major League Baseball as well as the Angels? I mean, how long have we been having this conversation about how great it would be for Major League Baseball to get its best player on the biggest stage? Mike Trout, 
playing in the postseason, uh, playing in a World Series games. He's only played in three playoff games his whole career, and now it looks like the looks like the Angels again will miss the playoffs. They're seven games out of first place, according to Fangraphs this morning. Just a 13% chance to make the postseason, and now they're going to be missing Mike Trout for two months. And on top of that. It also means that we're probably not going to see Shohei Otani, the most talked-about player in baseball, in the postseason as well. It's terrible. We need the Angels to get better. The Grom sideline, along with Trout, uh, what concerns should the league have with players staying healthy so they can, you know, continue to draw eyeballs to the television screen? Yeah, Key, a lot of conversation among baseball executives about all of these soft tissue injuries that have been suffered around the sport. For example, you know, the day before the, the Mets put uh, Michael Conforto, Jeff McNeil on the, disabled, on the injured list with hamstring issues. What I'm getting back from executives is they believe that in the COVID shutdown last year, a lot of players are doing uh, high-level physical training but not specific to baseball. And they think that's part of the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing uh, and it's terrible that it feels like every day we're seeing stars go down. Uh, and for baseball to lose a trout, you know, to lose a DeGrom, it, it's, it can't be anything but bad for the game. Buster, I want to go back to the Angels and what we mentioned about Mike Trout. And you said it perfectly. It's like we keep waiting for him to be on a big stage. And it just never seems to happen. They're not good again. It's amazing to think that they're not good again, yet they have him, the best player in the sport. And then they have Otani, who might be the most compelling player in the sport. In fact, I heard Al Leiter say he's modern-day Babe Ruth because of what he's doing with pitching and also with mashing home runs. I mean, I feel like asking it this way, and I don't know how this is going to sound, but with Trout being out, I mean, does the sport miss him if we don't really see him? You know what I mean? Like, you're, nobody's watching the Angels. There's not a lot of attention on them. They're not a good team. How much can a sport miss their best player if you don't really pay attention to him anyway? Well, that, that's kind of like, it, you know, if the tree falls in the, in the forest and there's nobody Literally. around, does it make a sound, right? Uh, look, I personally think, and I've gotten to know Mike Trout, I think he would thrive on, in the postseason. I think he would love it. I, he always seems to raise his game, for example, in the All-Star game, and I do think he would be amazing, and we have great conversations. I'd say this about what Al said about Otani. I disagree with him because I think now Otani is surpassing what Babe Ruth did as a two-way player. So rather than say that uh, Otani is the Babe Ruth of now, I think we need to say that Babe Ruth was close to being the Otani of when he played. Okay? I think Otani, and the fact that you got Kevin Durant, uh, you got J.J. Watt, folks with other sports tweeting about it, uh, talking about it, tells you how much professional athletes, forget doofuses like me, Professional athletes see the difficulty in what Otani is doing. To me, he's closer to being Bo Jackson, okay, mm, wow. a two-sport star, because it's not like hitting and pitching have a lot to do with each other. you got a guy throwing 100 miles per hour with a 2-1-0 ERA, and he's on a pace to hit 50 home runs. That's crazy. You know, Russ, i got to ask you about Albert Pujols, obviously, coming off the bench for the Dodgers. What do you think about the move? Jay, I think it's a case, as a general manager said to me, desperate times call for desperate measures. You know, we've lauded the Dodgers for their incredible depth in recent years. And so for them, in trying to fill in a gap for all the injuries that they've suffered, to sign a 41-year-old Pujols tells you how, uh, how much they're scrambling. The role that they're prescribing for him is very specific. He's still good against left-handed pitching, 878 OPS at the time they signed him. 
and they're hoping that you know he'll he'll give them a jolt as they wait for the likes of Cody Bellinger now Corey Seager to come back. But I don't think it's necessarily a sure thing that he's going to finish the year with them. He's got a hit to keep stay on that roster because the Dodgers will have a lot of guys coming back from injury. Mm, another team that we talk about injuries, right, Buster? I mean, it really is amazing how this season has started out so far with, with, key, with teams and, and obviously the bigger teams, the better teams missing so many key players. Hopefully all this goes out of the way, and by the time we get to the really warm weather of the summer, you start seeing the game as we were expecting it this season. I will again say good morning to you, Buster. You don't have to respond this time. Thanks, though, for joining good us. Morning. Always good to talk to you. <laughs> All the best. Buster only on the Goodyear hotline. I, don't, I just I usually like to say good morning, and for some reason I paused seeing if he would say it back, and that became, became a very awkward moment. Got to recharge your battery. Man, I'm good. I just, uh, you know, thought, like, why just ramble into a question when, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good morning. It's proper etiquette. Good morning. I was trying to be that. Well, how come you don't ever say good morning? Yeah, it's true, Jay. I say good morning to you every morning, no, Keith. You, don't. you just you don't say it back. You frowning at people like no, the world I don't. is No, I say good morning burn. to you every time. No, you, you, you never talk to me when I come in first thing I in the morning. started a fight. Coming up, Lakers-Warriors in the play-in tonight. Michael Thompson has ties to both teams. Who does he think is going to win tonight? We'll discuss who has it. Don't look right, over here. Because you're both staring at me. <laughs> Key has this from Granger. <laughs> Gave me that look. Bad teammates. See, for all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24 7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call 1 800 Granger. Call 1 800 Granger. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Had to go back and retrace that. Coming up Friday on KJC, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on the play-in tournament and the state of the NBA as we head into the playoffs. Adam Silver with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Friday morning at 9.15 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Tatum launches a wing left three and punches another one down. 48 for Tatum. 106-88 Boston. Sean Kelly on ESPN Radio. Jason Tatum went for 50 as the Celtics beat the Wizards 118-100. They advanced to play the Nets in the postseason. Game one, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So Tatum became the sixth player in Celtic history with a 50-point game in a playoff or play-in tournament game. The Wizards, well, they're still alive. They head back home. They'll face Indiana in a winner-take-all game for the eighth seed. The Pacers beat the Hornets last night. Blew them out, actually. So that game between the Wizards and the Pacers, Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern. You can hear it on ESPN Radio. So tonight we have the Western Conference play-in games. 7.30 Eastern, you have the Spurs and the Grizzlies in the 9-10 game. And then at 10 Eastern, the reigning NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers, will try to clinch a playoff spot against the NBA's leading scorer in Steph Curry and the Warriors. The winner of that game, they get the seventh seed. They get the Phoenix Suns. The loser would have to play the winner of Spurs-Grizzlies. Both games tonight can be found on ESPN TV and ESPN Radio. Sabrina Ionescu recorded the first triple-double in Liberty history. She had 26 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds in an 86-75 win over the Minnesota Lynx. At the age of 23 years and 163 days, she's the youngest to accomplish the feat in league history. That's according to Elias Sports Bureau. Liberty, 3-0 for the first time since 2007. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Did you know Indeed has 135 skills tests to help you screen the experience your company needs? No frisbee throwing or whistling with your fingers, but essential skills like computer proficiency or customer service. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. What does your rivalry with LeBron mean to you? Our careers are connected because we play at the highest level. You expect greatness, and that's the part I've enjoyed so much about playing in finals against him. It just brings out another level of intensity and excitement. We got to be prepared for everything they have. They got championship DNA as well. They know what it takes and what it feels like to be a pressure game. We got to be ready for that opportunity and for that pressure. Let's go! Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And on the Goodyear Hotline, we bring in Michael Thompson, who might be might have a little more anxiety than, than Key does. We know Key has anxiety because this is a an important game, a play-in game. But for, for for Michael Thompson, I mean, you've got you, you kind of have kind of both sides, right? There's got to be anxiety on both sides of this because of connections to both franchises. Are you feeling that tonight, and is it worth it to have this play in? No, no, fellas, I wouldn't feel it. I'm not feeling it tonight because Clay's not playing, obviously. So if he was playing, it'd be different. Mm. But since he's not involved, I'll just be uh, concentrating on one team tonight. And that one team would obviously be the Lakers. How healthy are we, Mike? Are we concerned that – Maybe there's a tweak here. Maybe there's a fingernail there where all of a sudden we don't give it all of our go. Time to Kobe up. Keyshawn, you know how that is, baby. Guys are sore. Guys are a little bit beat up. But you got to get that Kobe, like we said, that Mamba mentality and just ignore the aches and pains. 
and go play the way Kobe used to. Uh, unless something's broke or something's torn, don't worry about it. Just go play through your little soreness and injuries because that's what the, probably the greatest Laker of all time did and Kobe. So just go follow Kobe's example, and they'll be just fine. MT, what do you think about the play-in tournament? I love it. It's long overdue. I wish this was around when I was a player, Keith, 40 years ago. That's how good this is. Look how it peaked and kept everybody's interest right up until the final game of the season, Keyshawn fellas. I mean, this is amazing that they, whoever came up with this concept is great because it keeps the fans and the players uh, interested and involved in the game right up until the final game. So this is here to stay, hopefully. Michael, if the Lakers win tonight, they will be locked into the seventh seed. They will see the Suns. Um, you know, we said it. The Lakers should be favored in every matchup they'll have. If you're the Utah Jazz or the Suns, how daunting is it to say we worked our tail off the whole year and now we need to see the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs? Greatest seventh seed ever put together in the playoffs. I mean, because the Lakers, we know, when healthy, are not a seventh seed. They're probably a number one seed. So if you're Phoenix or you're Utah, once the Lakers take care of business against the Warriors, you got to be very concerned because you know you're not facing a seventh seed. You're really seeing a number one seed in the second round because uh, you're talking about LeBron and Jay, LeBron and Anthony Davis, two guys who are NBA champions who did it last year. And uh, LeBron and AD fellas are like uh, trying to find the edge of the universe. There's no answer for it and no answer for them. <laughs> it's peanut butter 2.0. Um, I got to ask you on, on this one. What, what's the status on Clay? Because I feel like Steph has done so many incredible things this year, Michael. But people have quickly forgotten about how dynamic your son is. And when those two are on the court together, uh, they should be at the, tupper, the topper and the upper echelon of the Western Conference. Yeah, you know, Clay's just rehabbing. He's doing his uh, due diligence to get back next year. And uh, he's coming along great. That's all you can do, Jay. And Ken Allen, let's just keep working hard every day so you can get yourself back. And that's what he's doing. I'll tell you what, we were playing a game. You remember NBA Jam? You remember that, that arcade game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So we were playing this earlier in the in the week where we're talking about if you take two players as as that's how NBA Jam is played. And we were talking about teams that are in the postseason. I mean, I imagine, like – Steph and Clay, like if Clay oh, I would was pick healthy, them first, are they first, like right? Because you had Steph and Clay over KD and James Harden. I said it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to to Michael. We we had we had KD and, and Harden as the number one, but you got to feel like if if Clay and Steph were 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 playing right now, there that's your number one pairing, right? Yeah, no question. That's who I would take. Obviously, I'm biased, but those guys yeah. have proven themselves in the in the, in the playoffs. They won three championships. So yeah, KD has his too, but you got to go with the guys. Like Keyshawn Johnson, who's been there, done that before. That's who you pick. Yeah, he's on fire. Would be you know, to talk about a double over. Uh, Anthony Davis called Steph the, the the head of the snake. Basically, that's what you got to do. You got to to stop the Warriors. You've got to stop him. How do they do that? Well, basically, like I said earlier, if you got Keyshawn Johnson on the other side of football, and you got a, some defensive backs, you put all those defensive backs, all five of them. That's what we have. We got five DBs to put on uh, Curry tonight. We got uh, Keish, we got uh, Schroeder, Caruso, Pope, Matthews, and Tucker. That's five guys who are going to take their turn on Steph tonight. And that's like putting five different cornerbacks on Keyshawn, trying to slow him up. So that's what we got to do tonight on Steph. We got to gang up on him, crowd him. You got to pick him up from 40 feet because you know he'll pull up and, and, uh, and shoot right on you and, tr and see how hot he is. So 
Five different guys are going to have to gang up on him, and they're going to have to crowd him and get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. Michael, I don't know how I feel about comparing Stephen Curry to Keyshawn Johnson. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't even feel like two are really on the same. I don't know. I, I don't even really like feel like getting into that conversation with Jason <laughs> I mean, Williams about Keyshawn Steph Johnson Curry appreciation and Keyshawn day. I'm fine with my career, well, so I ain't worried. I'm about fine it. with mine too. We're doing just good. <laughs> you got a receiver on the other side with great hands, six foot four, with good speed like Keyshawn Johnson. How else are you going to stop him? You got to keep ganging up on Man, him, Jay. That's, that's, true. that's true, Mike. I'm don't, with you. don't apologize for Jay. No, don't he's even, not apologizing. Don't, don't even worry about. Fact, let me, why let me ask so you. Let, let me ask, as Michael <laughs> would say, <laughs> ask. Um, did the Clippers run from us? Mm. Oh, did they run from us, Michael? Boy. It sure looked like it, didn't it? The way they were manu- manipulating the, the, the results of the games, which is a bad a bad sign, Keyshawn and Jay. You guys played it and competed at the highest level. You don't want to let your opponent know you're trying to duck them and you're concerned about maybe facing them. You know, you just play out the schedule. And like LeBron said, let the chips fall where they may and just face whatever comes in front of you because I don't understand how mentally in that locker room, those guys must have been thinking, boy, you don't want to pay to play the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be thinking that way going into the playoffs, right? You guys have been there, done that. These guys understand that. Yeah, no, I, I, it just, you know, I keep trying to tell the guys here, the Clippers are the Clippers, and I don't want you to bash them. I'll do that, but the Clippers are the Clippers. They're, they're showing us. Exactly you said that's what makes. Yeah, you said that's what makes them the Clippers. Yeah. We're also playing um, championship or bust with a lot of the teams that are here. Considering again, Clay coming back, the Warriors suddenly become a much different looking team in the West. Uh, is this championship robust this year for the Lakers? Oh yeah! Every time you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team, uh, and the, the, the surrounding players that they have, of course it's championship robust. Same thing for the Philadelphia Sixers and uh, for the Nets and for the Jazz. When you as good as these teams are, just getting to the West Finals or the East Finals is not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's underachieving. So yeah. It's definitely a championship or a bus for a team, the caliber of the Lakers. If, in fact, we don't win a championship this, Michael, this year, what happens? What, what, what's the next step? Well, Rob Palenka and uh, his staff will continue, and Frank Vogel will continue to tweak. Obviously, the core of this team is not going anywhere. They're going to try to sign, re-sign Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, and bring him back. But uh, LeBron's signed off for two extra years, so – this team will always be tweaked, but they're not going to shake things up huge because they got everybody signed up long-term, the core of this team. So bring everybody back. As long as LeBron's playing at this level, you always have a chance to win a championship. Well, Mike, let's talk about LeBron playing at this level. I mean, how much longer do you think Bron can go at this speed, at this talent level that he's at? He's a freak, man. We've never seen anyone like him, Key and Jay and Allen. I mean, we've seen some great athletes in, in their mid to late 30s. But um, usually by 36, 37, they're starting to slow down. But LeBron doesn't seem to be. I mean, you look at his physique. He doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. The guy works hard uh, to stay in this kind of shape. He's kind of like how Floyd Mayweather was in his prime as a boxer. He never got out of shape. Always stayed around his fighting weight. Mm-hmm. Brian, the same thing. Staying around his playing weight, even in the offseason, and continuing to put the time in to take care of his body, to maintain his body, to play at a high level. So, they, let's see, he's 36. Like he said, he wants to play long enough to play with his son, Bronny, in the league. That'll put him at 39. And with the help of Anthony Davis by his side, he doesn't have to carry the load every night. So you got to assume for the next four years, he is going to be in the top three of the NBA. Yeah, we're going to let you get out of here, Michael, and get back to your butler and everything because I know he's ready to serve you your breakfast. 
Yeah, I've got some caviar and toast waiting for me, Keith. <laughs> Out overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Avocado toast? Is that what we do now? Exactly. Avocado toast, some caviar, <laughs> and some lox and bagels. Well, I'm living a life, It's like you. You used to even calabasas until you left us. <laughs> Michael Thompson, all right, thanks so much for joining us. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Michael, Michael Thompson. Bye. On the Bye, hotline. A former number one overall pick, by the way, definitely not a bust. No. Definitely not a bus. Yeah, all, all rookie way, champion. As I would tell Michael, you came all the way from the Bahamas to go to Minnesota. How much did they pay you? Uh, <laughs> I always tell oh, Jay got real quiet. Yeah, Sorry. I, I didn't I, I'm just saying, that's a long ways to travel to go to Minnesota. You passing over a lot of schools, hey, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> Top tier academics. Yes. You know? That's what Top matters tier. most. Doesn't I, it? I always tell Michael, how much money did they give you? Why do you look at me? I didn't look hey, at both you. Both of you. Are you guys waiting for me? I had nothing to say. I didn't say that. Maybe I said nothing about to that conversation. I said nothing about Duke being in the news. If there's anything for nothing. perspective about this, we need to ask a guy from USC. <laughs> you, a guy from USC? Maybe. said nothing about Duke being in the news KJC recently. KJC presented anyway. by Progressive Insurance. Okay, we'll play Call the Roulette next. A lot of topics to get to. We'll get to those. You know the drill. Get in line. Jay has this for you first, though, from Straight Talk. Suppressed news, Key. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, right? But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. You heard how my voice changed. Like walk off, home run in ninth inning mm-hmm. kind of good, Key. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys. Plus, listen to this. No contract. All on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We got some calls in, but it's time for you now to be part of the show. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. As we play Call the Roulette, before we do, I want to let everybody know, Kevin Love, the Cavs forward, he will be on my show, Barton Hot, at 1 o'clock today Eastern on ESPN Radio, so certainly stay tuned for that. Caleb, always good to talk to. And now we play the game. Spin it. 
Line three. Hey, Mike from Abilene, Texas. Uh, the pressure is all on the Nets. All these men living in the shadow of LeBron James their whole career. Um, if LeBron James and the Lakers beat this Nets team, uh, what is there left to say? What is there left to do? Can we stop this stupid debate? Thank you. Have a great day. Wow. He's, talking, he's talking about the debate. Yes. And I said it. If LeBron James beats Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, you tell me what is the most stacked team Michael Jordan beat in the NBA Finals. Nothing I'm like not this team. To, man, I'm not about to get into that, though. But nothing you don't have to get into it. I'm but, just but, saying, but just look on paper, look I'll at it. I'll give you that. Look on it. If he, if he were that. to go through that, I'm not saying that wins you over or not, but that's something that he would have on MJ that MJ yes. couldn't have on him back. Yeah, it won't change my opinion of that debate, I hear you. which I know we can't get into, but – I will say though that would be the probably the most impressive, more impressive be, than even be, the comeback from three one. It would yes. be impressive. Draymond Green going another, out, and yes, it's another thing on his resume. It's impressive, but we ain't gonna knock Jordan. I'm not knocking Jordan. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that yeah. it's it wouldn't just be another thing on his resume. It would probably be pretty damn impressive. It would probably be one of the most impressive, oh, impressive things he would have on, on his resume. resume. I tell you what, I'll be on your side in that finals. You'd be on the side of LeBron James? I'd be on his side, yeah. I'd be rooting for it. You would, I think that would be a tremendous So story. does that mean that you dislike the Brooklyn Nets so no, much? No, I'm rooting for the story. Wouldn't you root for New York? You want to root for New York? That's not New York. So you're not like not really New York. See, he's not like me. Brooklyn's not New York. That's not really New York. But see, you're not like Brooklyn's me. not New York. What are you talking about? I would want about? the story. The, the LeBron thing would be the huge story. They'd be, Take the story. Take the story. Don't say Brooklyn's not New York. Well, no, it's just it's not. See, you're not a real New Yorker then. Oh, that's, no, I'm not. That's You're a right. Long Island person. Nothing about me is New York. Nothing. Spin it. Wow. Line five. Uh-oh. Yo, Mel from Queens. Um, Warriors, Lakers. I want to say that we could be potentially looking at the Western Conference Finals right now if both of these teams get in. I can see both of these teams beating any team. It might sound crazy, but... When Curry was going off, Oubre and Wiggins were playing better. They they beginning to figure it out. They're they're long, athletic. They can get up down the floor and they can hit a couple of shots. Watch out! I think the Warriors could be anybody in the West but the Lakers. He just basically is suggesting, guys, that Lakers Warriors could play again in the conference final. If the Warriors had Clay Thompson, it would be a different story. But I, I don't know if the Warriors have enough in the in the in the tank. To, Not Utah. Yeah. Not that defense. That right. defense is impressive. I mean, Utah has a lot of scoring. I mean, it would take an out-of-body experience for now, Stephen Curry. I'm not saying it's not possible. But why, Warriors, but why, but why, do, you, why do you say the out-of-body experience for Steph and the Warriors when it comes to Utah? So you feel like Utah can beat the Lakers then? Like they can roll through the Lakers away. Not roll through, but they, well, I think they could beat them. Well, I also look at – I mean, I look at the Warriors and the Lakers completely differently. The Warriors – I mean, the Warriors have Stephen Curry and they have Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre who are trying to find themselves. Andrew Wiggins has been playing better. They don't have two top players in the league on their team in LeBron James and AD. Completely different conversations. Oh, yeah. No, okay. No doubt. Well, correct me. Uh, I just did. Yeah. You did. Correct yeah, me. Kind of spin. Yeah. <laughs> Line one. Layson from Texas. Good morning, fellas. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Hey, I uh, thought, as a Clippers fan, I thought the championship or championship or bust was last year. When, then we got rid of Doc Rivers. And honestly, fellas, I don't trust Ty Lue with my son. So I don't know Jeez. if they have wow. any chance getting to the championship game with Ty Lue as their coach. Want to hear your thoughts on it? Well, my Ty thoughts Lue. are Kawhi and PG are the ones that chose Ty Lue. Yeah. That's on them. They didn't think Doc Rivers was good enough to get them over the hump. So they decided to let Doc Rivers go. 
He's obviously having an incredible year in Philadelphia, the number one overall seed in the East. And by the way, now you got time. Okay. Doc, now how, prove it. Doc, how do you feel about what the players said in your coaching style? Well, I think when you look at it, Ty Luz was on my staff last year, and he's their coach now. That's oh, actually perfect. Oh, sounds like he was yelling late night at a club. Always yelling. <laughs> yeah. He does not have a voice left anymore. Line four. Hey, yeah, what's good, man? It's Jed in the sunshine. Hey, now I just wanted to know, man, why isn't it the same amount of energy when it comes to Utah with championship or bust compared to say, like a team like Philadelphia? They got two young players and, and Donovan uh, Mitchell and Gobert and uh, Simmons and, uh, and uh, MB. So, you know, that should be the same energy. And I just want to say this. Keyshawn, Anthony Davis and his style of play, it's not that he's not coordinated, but this dude plays an unbalanced basketball game, and I think that always contributes to his injuries, man. Just want your thoughts on that. No, not, not anything about coordinating I just it just seems like the littlest things affect him it nicks in little bruises and bumps it he takes time off when he gets those when things. he's not right when he's not right yeah it's, instead of I don't necessarily say fighting through it because I can't gauge the injuries I'm not the damn doctor but it just the words that's the narrative and so when the narrative continues to be set by people you dive in and you start to look at it and be like well the words fortitude, the words yes. fortitude. yes can you see him play through an injury? Like the first time, like he if played, you see it, no matter what he plays through, he just played through injury. Yeah, he played through one last year. He played through one last year. He did? Yes. He played one through one what last year. What did he play through last year? He had a, uh, I want to say an elbow or a shoulder. One, one of the many. One let's just say that. Who knows? Yes, it was an injury. Stay focused and let's just say that. Next caller. You can't You can't tell. With him because he's wearing every pad, every like he's got the whole scuba and, gear on. And by he's the way, we Steve. do hold Utah to that same standard. If there's a year Utah should win it, yeah, we it's should this year. We we should. Line one wins here. Line one. Hello, Yusuf from St. Louis. Yusuf, go ahead. Yeah. So if James Harden doesn't win the fi- doesn't make it to the finals and possibly win the finals, they're going to say he's been a bust his whole career. I can't. I can't. This- I mean, I think he's got time. Yeah. James Harden is not a bust. No, but it's going to be interesting to see how these guys respond, how they play together. Great show today, guys.